This is a rebroadcast of Ask Me Another. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Bell House in Brooklyn, New York, this is Ask Me Another. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, your host for the next hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. Coming up, we'll play games about where you come from, sing songs that tell you what not to do, and we'll find out what colors look best on you, as this week's very important puzzler is designer Jonathan Adler. And to kick things off, let's welcome our puzzle guru, Art Chung, and our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. Hello, everybody. Hey, Afira. Hey, everybody. And we have our first two contestants, Matt Crowley and Ryan Confer. All right, you'll understand why I'm saying this in a minute, but can you describe yourself in three words or less? Matt. Active on Twitter. Wow. <laughs> Lots of followers? Not really. <laughs> but maybe after this. Maybe after this. This is all going to turn it around. Ryan? Oh, God. Uh, nerdy but fun? Oh, that is beautiful. That's like confident oh, you, and self-deprecating at the same time. I like that. It's beautiful. All right, well, this game is called Brevity is the Soul of Wit. And keeping with that title, we're going to keep the intro short. Here's the deal. All of the answers in this game will be two-letter words. That's it. And the winner of this round will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Here we go. Freud's model of the human psyche is divided into three main parts. The ego, the superego, and the what? Matt. Id. Correct. According to a song by Rodgers and Hammerstein, what is a long, long way to run? Ryan. Fa. Fa is correct. What is the tenth feature film produced by Pixar? Matt. Up. Exactly. Which I just found out was a prequel to Gravity. <laughs> it takes place a long time before Gravity. Yeah, 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 a long, long time. The first line of Hamlet's most famous soliloquy is full of two-letter words. Which one's the conjunction? Ryan. As? As. I'm sorry. No. As isn't even in the first line. Yeah. Matt? Insult to injury, Art. <laughs> sorry, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not even in the first line. B? B. B is a verb, unfortunately. That is, you're both incorrect. Um, I'll throw it out there. Or! Or! <laughs> I'm terrible at Mad Libs. <laughs> I can't count. It's the first word of the preamble to the U.S. Constitution. Ryan. We. Yes, that is correct. And then what happens after that? The people? Yeah, yeah, just checking. All right. It's weird that it's written in French, isn't it? Ooh la la. <laughs> yes, the people. We, the people. We, the people. In John Steinbeck's The Grapes of Wrath, which elder member of the Jode family once attacked a man with a live chicken? Oh, both of them made a face that said no at the same time. Ryan. Ed. Ed. Uh, <laughs> You're just saying names. 
Uh, no, that's not correct. Matt, do you want to steal? Al. 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 <laughs> Work down the street. Um, no. The Jode Brothers, Ed and Al. <laughs> <laughs> Let's throw it out there. Wow. Okay. We all... I think I heard the right answer over here was Ma. Ma, that Ma is correct. Jones. Discovered by Galileo in 1610, it's the fourth largest moon in our solar system. Ryan. Io. Indeed, you are correct. See, now I understand what you read, just from those last couple of questions right there. All right, this is your last clue. In the 1989 film Say Anything, John Cusack memorably plays the song In Your Eyes on a giant boombox. That song first appeared on what Peter Gabriel album? Ryan. So. Exactly! <laughs> Puzzle guru Art Chung, how did our contestants do? Well, to be brief, Ryan's our winner. Congratulations, Ryan. We will see you at the Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texarkana, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee to Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, for each sake. I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, Ombabica, Shefferville, Jacksonville, Waterville, Costa Rica, Pittsfield, Springfield, Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac, Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho, Jellicoe, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena, Catalina, see what I mean? I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Jonathan Colton. Thank you. I see our next two contestants are on the stage. Please welcome Natasha Lake and Hallie Stiller. <laughs> welcome to you both. Hallie, is your name a family name? How did you get your name? Well, I was actually named after my grandfather, Henry, but I think my parents thought Henrietta would be a little cruel, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you're named Henrietta and you are listening, it's fine. You're going to be just fine. Um, just be happy you didn't have Hallie's parents. Uh, so, and so they changed it. They're like, Henry, Hallie. They just use the first initial, basically. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they just like, you know, we'll take that and go. <laughs> They're very creative. Take that and go. Natasha, how about you? Well, if you believe my mother's story, however apocryphal it may be, she picked my name out of the romance novel she was reading when she was in labor. Your mother was reading romance novels in labor. That's an interesting choice. Yeah, well, they induced her at like 6 in the morning, and I was born at like 9 p.m., so she had some downtime, apparently. <laughs> and, and you don't know the name of this romance novel? I do not. She borrowed it from a nurse. <laughs> but whenever I would complain about being named Natasha, because it's not exactly a common name, she would just be like, well, I could name you after the evil twin sister Ursula. <laughs> That is amazing. I did not expect that as a story, but that is a great reason to have a name, Natasha. You'll understand why in a minute. This game is called Indigenous Diligence, which sounds like we're talking about the origin of hard work, but really it's a geeky word game. Jonathan? Yes, it is. This game is about demonyms, 
which are words that describe a person who hails from a particular geographic location, like a city, state, or country. So we will give you a demonym, and you have to give us the place. Puzzle guru Art Chung, how about an example? If we said, once a year in New York, the Boricuas from this U.S. territory throw a parade, you would say Puerto Rico. You would, wouldn't you? Of course you would. I would. I would? Yeah, sure. Yeah, because it's the right answer. That's why I'd <laughs> That's say right. And just to let you know, sometimes we're asking for a city, sometimes a state, or a country, and we will tell you in the question what we're looking for. Are you ready? Yep. Here we go. Neapolitans from this Italian city allegedly love three-flavored ice cream. Hallie. Uh, Naples. That's right. Exactly. Well done. Have you ever been to Naples, either of you? The east part of town is all strawberry. It's very weird. <laughs> What's the center? It's vanilla. 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 Kiwis are flightless birds or people from this country who, ironically, must fly in order to leave their island nation. Natasha. New Zealand. You got it. It's a little cheesy. Pause. But <laughs> folks from this U.S. state are sometimes called Scannies. Hallie. Wisconsin. That's right. Known for combining beach volleyball with soccer, and mostly for looking better than you, residents of this South American city are called cariocas. Hallie. Rio de Janeiro? Yes. Was it, the, was it the sport or the envy that tipped you off? Actually, it's an old Astaire Rogers movie, and they had a dance called the Carioca. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, wow. You're using different knowledge bases than we were counting on. Is that allowed? Art, is that allowed in this game? <laughs> totally allowed. Yeah, okay. Probably as nerdy as he or she sounds, a Cantabrigian is a native of what studious U.S. town? Natasha. Cambridge? You got it. It's a highfalutin name. It's a highfalutin name for a highfalutin uh, Ivy League college in a highfalutin town. Which one did you go to again? I went to Yale, oh, so yeah, I that's never... Right. Uh, Youpers are the super-duper citizens of the northern part of what state? Hallie. Michigan. That's right. It's UP, Upper Peninsula. That's what it is, Youpers. Youpers. That sounds like Google's failed competition. <laughs> <laughs> like a search engine in the 90s. Right. I don't use Google, I use Youpers. <laughs> Youpers. They're going to last a long time. Though it seems unlikely that you would run into them, aliens from what planet would technically be referred to as Jovians. Natasha. Jupiter. That's right. Mm -hmm. They're a gas. They're a gas. <laughs> Jovians. It's a planet made of gas, That's everybody. Right. Yep. <laughs> Though not all Bajans are bearded, this Caribbean island they come from does mean bearded ones. Hallie. Bahamas. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Natasha, do you know what it is? Barbados? It is Barbados. That's right. Yeah. All right, this is your last question. Who's your daddy? <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> Me, obviously. <laughs> Here's the real question. What state are Hoosiers from? Hallie. Indiana. Yes, Indiana. Art, who is the winner of this game? It came down to the last question, but Hallie was our winner. 
Congratulations, Hallie. You'll be moving on to our Ask Me One More Final Round. Coming up, we'll ask our VIP Jonathan Adler about being a potter and to describe the color chambeige. So don't go anywhere. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. This episode and the following message are made possible by Ardio, a digital music service powered by over 35 million songs. Announcing Ardio Select, a new subscription plan designed for mobile listeners. With Ardio Select, listen to ad-free online stations based on a song, artist, genre, mood, and more. And download 25 songs to listen to offline on your mobile and other devices. Find out more at rdio.com select. And we know you like trivia facts, but how about some useful information? Check out the How to Do Everything podcast with Mike and Ian. When you need to know how to find a date or water in the desert, (laughs) Mike and Ian are here for you. How to Do Everything is modern life lessons from NPR. Find How to Do Everything now at npr.org slash podcasts or on the NPR One app. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and let's welcome our very important puzzler, designer Jonathan Adler. Welcome, Jonathan. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm a huge fan, so this is like... Chakra tingling. That's very nice. <laughs> now, I call you Jonathan. Are you, do you go by Jonathan professionally? I go by anything. You Jonathan, go, sure. Do you Johnny, go? My husband calls me Johnny, but whatever. Johnny. Sure. All right. Johnny, Jonathan, you started as a potter. You went to RISD, which is, if you don't know, is the Rhode Island School of Design. Were you, like, at the top of your class? Well, no, actually, it's funny you say that. I actually went to Brown, oh. and I wanted to go to RISD oh. for grad school, and my my teacher at RISD, I took classes there, okay. I asked her if I could apply to grad school, and she said, Jonathan, i got to be honest, you are no, you're not talented. I don't think you <laughs> can go to grad school at RISD, and um, it really happened, and she was a very mean teacher, and I shouldn't say her name, I'll just say that it, her name begins with J and ends in Acklin Rice. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. So, I always had, you know, her to uh, rebel against, and she's stoked my fire to become a successful potter. So, yeah. Oh my. So someone tells you that, no, this is not your calling whatsoever, and what do you do? Um, I moved to New York and got a job at a talent agency and luckily proved to be a terrible employee, got fired from every job, <laughs> like slept with everybody in the office, um, <laughs> kept getting fired, and then at, I was at wit's end, had no job prospects and just got a pottery studio and taught classes at night at a place called Mud, Sweat, and Tears. Oh, awesome. Potters love puns. And and the rest is pottery history. Well, now, I wouldn't say you look like the archetype of a potter. No, Uh, I think Jonathan might look a bit more like the archetype of a potter. Wait a minute. (laughs) I don't know how to take that. Well, potters are not like big um, fans of shaving and grooming. Just saying. Oh, yeah, no, no, I know you what you mean. Great. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, you're right. <laughs> Neither am I. 
I bathe. For the record, I bathe. No, you look clean. <laughs> he, just for the listeners, he looks very, very, very lovely clean. and clean. He's, very, He's just very, not very a fan clean. of the razor. If you get up close, I smell fantastic. <laughs> I believe that. So your first ceramic collection was sold to Barney's Department Store in 1994? Correct. And what did that collection look like? Um, it was very stripy and nifty and sort of zippy and mod looking. It was really cute. It was mod. Yeah, very mod. And colors, you're known for colors. Uh, yes. And they were, so it was, it was glazed with bright colors. Bright colors. And it was good. I looked back at it and I was like, wow, I was pretty good at a, being a potter. <laughs> um, I was a terrible business person, though. I, I got that order, shipped the pots to Barney's, and didn't get paid for six months. And then my dad was like, you got to get paid. And I called them up, and I was like, hey, um, I don't mean to bother you. I'm that guy who made those stripy pots. And I was just wondering if I could maybe get paid, because I was an idiot. And they are like, well, you're the guy who didn't send an invoice. And I was like, what's an invoice? <laughs> so I've come a long way in the intervening like, years. oh, little potter. I know. <laughs> I was a naive little potter, so... I'm less naive. And so your design, I think it has a lot of humor to it. There's a lot of wit. I, I know you have these canisters, these ceramic canisters uh, in your store that have labels on them. There's one that says Viagra. Yes. I, and, one, and one that says Prozac. Very Prozac, funny. Prozac, Quaaludes, Quaaludes, all your essentials. Right, but you, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I like that someone described your aesthetic as, um, uh, what was it? Sinicerity. Uh, Sinicerity which was cynicism and sincerity mixed together, which yes. I, I really liked that. And a lot of sibilant S's, which is, you know, <laughs> know, can be dangerous, like, but yes. Um, it how, is sincerity. How do you like your, your style described? Or how um, do you like it not described? How about that? <laughs> um, I like my style described as um, full of style, craft, and joy. That's kind of what I strive joy. to mm-hmm. communicate in everything I make. That, you know, I believe design, I hope my design is very chic, and I'm sort of a very rigorous, thoughtful designer, but I also want my work to communicate the joy that I experience in making it. Huh, you're happy, huh? Intermittently. Actually, you know what? <laughs> my work looks happy, but it takes a lot of, like, tears, mud, sweat, and tears to make, <laughs> to make happy-looking stuff. Okay, now, Jonathan, we're going to bring you back later in the show for your very own challenge, but right now, you are going to help us with our phone game. Okay. Okay, you ready? Hello, caller. Hi, Afira. Hi, Jonathan. Hi. Hi. This is Abby Durlester from St. Louis, Missouri, and I am calling from my grandmother's guest bedroom because she is the only person I know who still has a landline. (laughs) (laughs) And she is in the other room listening to Murder, She Wrote loud enough that I can still hear the plot, so it's been (laughs) perfect. This is just a ploy for us to get our listeners to visit their grandparents, actually, this Absolutely. whole caller thing and on a landline. Worked. She's grateful, so. <laughs> That's awesome. Abby, are you a fan of Jonathan Adler's work? Huge fan. Oh. Do you own any, any of the pieces? Yeah, I have a bunch. I have a poof. Um, oh. I have, I think my favorite is probably the bowl, um, because I'm a lawyer, but I like to have a fun office so that I don't feel like a lawyer. And so I like to keep him there. He cheers me up. Oh, nice. Well, I'm glad to hear it. And her hobby is also refurbishing housewares and furniture. And I'm told that uh, you recently went on Etsy and had a sale, huh? I did. I'm very excited. My first one. Well done. Okay. Mazel tov. So this game is called Random Questions with Jonathan Adler. Abby, before the show, we asked Jonathan a few random questions with two possible answers, like Prince or Michael Jackson. 
Okay. And all you have to do is answer how you think he did. For example, Jonathan, what did you say? Prince or Michael Jackson? I think I said Prince. It's a little red Corvette thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's what was that sealed the deal for me. Little red Corvette. Yes. Totally. So if you said Prince, you would get a point for that. And if you get enough right, we will send you an Ask Me Another prize. Woo! (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That's right, Abby. Get excited. So here's your first question. Are you ready? Yeah. Wearing white after Labor Day. Do or don't? Well, I am going to say that Jonathan said that was a do because I don't think he cares about goofy rules like that. Wow. Holla. (laughs) Perfect. That's a do. And just to let you know, he is currently wearing white pants. Oh, see? I I (laughs) had to know. Yeah. So, yeah, you you don't care about that white No, I don't understand that. And white, uh, white jeans are my everyday attire and it's one less decision I have to make in the morning. (laughs) Exactly. Where did that rule even come from? I don't know. Like the 19th century or something. I can go ask my grandmother. Yeah, your grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) She probably knows. Don't interrupt her show, though. She's watching her show. (laughs) Oh, completely. I just hope, you know, one of her friends doesn't call with the call waiting. Oh, boy. (laughs) It's going to be a mess and then they're going to come over and find out what's wrong. (laughs) We posed this hypothetical question to Jonathan. You're on one of those people movers at the airport terminal. Do you stand on the right or do you walk past people on the left? What do you think he said? Well, Jonathan lives in New York, which means he walks past people on the left. I I actually walk over people on the left. Like, (laughs) if you're on one of those people movers and you're in front of me, get the hell out of my way because you are annoying me. Just move on. I am a zippy, zippy person. So you're correct. I like punching them as I whiz by. Do you ever do that? Yeah. Yeah. Very smart, very smart, Abby. Okay, who does the dishes more in the house, Jonathan or his husband, Simon Doonan? Um, I was going to say Liberace, their dog, <laughs> but I will say Simon. Eh. Oh. Um, that is incorrect. Um, I grew up with a mother whose main focus in life was making sure that every dish that went into the dishwasher was spotlessly clean. And um, I spent my whole childhood mocking her, and now I have become her. So if Simon does the dishes, I'm, like, hanging over his shoulder, like, making sure there's no speck, so I do them. I am also Jewish, Jonathan, so I feel like we have that through (laughs) understanding. I feel you. I like how we all just cut to the chase culturally, yeah. huh? <laughs> well, we were skirting around the issue. It's all euphemisms for the same thing. I think we know thing. what we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm at my grandmother's. You get it. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> how does Jonathan pronounce the thing you put flowers in? Vase or vase? Ooh. I'm going to go with vase. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Never understood vase, never no. understood aunt. They all sound too fancy. I'm vase and aunt. Absolutely. Well, Totes. You, f- you feel like people are just lying when they do that, yeah. right? I'm like, were you ever a child? <laughs> <laughs> like, it sounds so old. 
Right, or just like one of your friends when you're eating, you know, Italian food, they're like, the ravioli. You're like, yeah. okay, relax. All right. <laughs> All right, well, I think you did really well. I think... I think she won. I think, think Abby won. won. Okay. Yeah. Our puzzle guru said you won. Yay. So, Abby. We are going to send you an Ask Me Other Rubik's Cube signed by Jonathan Adler. Oh, That's my right. goodness. I'm so excited. Thank you so much, you guys. It was a real treat. Thanks so much, Abby. And enjoy Passover, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur. Don't forget Shavuos. <laughs> Shavuos. Jonathan, we'll see you later for Ask Me Another Challenge. Have another hand for Jonathan Adler. Thank you. Would you love to be a contestant on our show but can't get a direct flight to Brooklyn? Not to worry, you can now play over the phone. All you need is a landline or a friend, parent, or grandparent with one. And you too can compete and maybe win a prize. So reach out to us by sending us an email to askmeanother at npr.org or you can find us on Twitter or Facebook. Operators are standing by. And I see our next two contestants on the stage. Please welcome Taylor Cole and Randy Morris. Randy, you work at my favorite store in the entire world, Macy's. Yay. And how long have you worked there? 21 years. <laughs> yeah. And what do you do there? I'm the director of print production. Have you been in the parade or to I the have. parade? Oh, you've been in the parade? <laughs> I have a couple of times, yeah. Nice. With my family. Oh, they must have gone nuts for that. Yeah, it was fun. And Taylor, you're a high school teacher who teaches music and film. Clearly, you are everyone's favorite class. I hope so. I would imagine so. If you could teach anything to them, what's, what would be the dream course that you would teach these kids? Dream course would be an elective on the golden age of Kubrick from 56 to 68. Wow, all right. <laughs> that is very... Like, just... Audience loves that idea. <laughs> I know, that's super specific and highly disturbing. I like it. Yes, so this is a music game called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me What to Do. Jonathan, am I about to hear a duet between you and Carl Castle? Oh, I wish. I, I wish. Carl Castle has a beautiful countertenor's voice. He sings like an angel. <laughs> but no, this game is all about songs that start with the word don't. So contestants, I'm going to sing snippets of these songs. All you have to do is ring in and identify the song. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. Okay. Don't drink that blue margarita The truth is I never left you All through my wild days, my mad existence I kept my promise, don't keep your distance Randy. Don't cry for me, Argentina. You got it. <laughs> Won't you come see about me? I'll be alone Dancing, you know it, baby Tell me your troubles and doubt Giving everything inside and out now Don't you turn off my TV <laughs> Don't, 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 don't Taylor Don't you forget about me Yeah, that's right I like that, with vim and vigor. Oh, Very thank nice. you. 
I wanna take you away Let's escape into the music DJ, let it play I just can't refuse it I like the way you do this Keep on rocking to it Please don't leave the, please don't leave the seat up <laughs> Randy I'm blanking. Um, don't stop the music? Yeah! Are you a big Rihanna fan? Randy? No. No. <laughs> but you just can't escape it, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing, this girl's in a page bookmarking she's so close now this girl is half his age don't grow don't grow don't grow a weird goatee <laughs> yes randy don't stand so close to me uh-huh. <laughs> you know i think we're doing great work here i think a lot of times we're improving these songs I know, we made that one less creepy, somehow. You wouldn't think that adding a goatee would make something less <laughs> creepy. I know, a weird goatee, but, but no, yeah, it's better now. It did. <laughs> Ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe If you don't know by now Ain't no use to sit and wonder why, babe It'll never do somehow when the rooster crows at the break of dawn Look out your window and I'll be gone You're the reason that I'm traveling on Don't drive through that stoplight Taylor. Don't think twice, it's all right Oh yeah, you got it Taylor was mouthing all the words to that one. He knew that one. Like, oh, he was, yeah, he was ready is... from the beginning. Yeah. I was Bob Dylan for Halloween twice. <laughs> so you had to learn all the songs for that costume? Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be authentic. This is your last clue. Seasons don't tie their sneakers. Go to the wind, the sun, or the rain. We can be like they are. Come on, baby, don't page my beeper. Take my hand, don't blast those speakers. We'll be able to fly. Don't be a creeper, baby, I'm your man. Randy. Don't fear the reaper. That's right. How'd they do, Art? They did phenomenal, but Randy is our winner. Congratulations, Randy. You're moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of our show. Coming up, we'll do a couple of things unthinkable on the radio. We'll play with words that sound the same and a game about colors. Yeah, with our VIP Jonathan Adler. So stay tuned and see if we pull it off. This is NPR's Ask Me Another.
Thanks so much for listening to Ask Me Another. Hey, and did you know that NPR One is the new audio app that's going to connect you to a stream of public radio news, stories, and now podcasts curated for you. Great storytelling and rigorous reporting that informs, engages, inspires, and surprises. Available whenever, wherever. So download NPR One from iTunes or Google Play. NPR One is public radio made personal. Welcome back to Ask Me Another NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and in a little bit, we're going to get some design tips from our VIP, Jonathan Adler. But right now, let's welcome our next two contestants, Eric Feinstein and Abit Bendari. <laughs> Eric, I love that your goal in life is to become a Renaissance man. Thank you. What does that mean exactly? I, I just have to try everything at least once, just, just to see. Okay, what's the last thing you've tried for the first time? Uh, I, I, I just came up here like a few seconds <laughs> this ago. This is it. Yeah, okay, got it. <laughs> uh, now, you're a crossword constructor, and you were the quiz master of your college newspaper. What is, what is a quiz master of a college newspaper? Uh, well, the, the school newspaper had a weekly quiz column, something that Art might appreciate, and then every week I was... Oh, I wouldn't appreciate it? Really? No, <laughs> not for me? I'm sorry. I'm Got sorry. it. All right. Well, I appreciate you, Eric. I appreciate <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Just giving you a hard time. Yes, okay. Uh, and, and basically, for, for a number of years, I had to come up with a weekly puzzle for the student body. Okay, very cool. Abit, you just moved to New York? Yes. From? Senegal in West Africa. Fantastic. Yeah. They're pretty much the same thing. How long were you living in Senegal? Uh, just over a year. And what brought you back to New York City? Uh, I'm going to graduate school here. Well done. What, what are you taking? Uh, I'm getting a PhD in political science. Wow. And you are a big pun lover. I do love puns, okay, yes. Okay, so uh, what's, your, what's your favorite pun these days? Um, probably my all-time favorite is, uh, I was wondering why the baseball was getting bigger, and then it hit me. <laughs> I get it. Yep, I like it. I'm sorry. <laughs> this game is perfect for both of you because it's called Homophones to Phone Home About. So in this game, we're going to give you clues to a phrase or compound word that changes its meaning when the words are reversed. For example, a clock used for measuring the time between wars would be a peacetime timepiece. And those are the homophones P-E-A-C-E and P-I-E-C-E. Peace out. <laughs> so each clue will be a hint to both parts of the answer, uh, but if you only know half, obviously you can just switch it around to get the complete answer. It's a type of neckwear worn while participating in a form of exercise founded by Billy Blanks. Abit. Uh, bow tie tie bow? Yeah, exactly. It's a common brand of tractor that you ride while reading a breakup letter. Eric. Uh, John Deere, Dear John. Yes. As we all know, tractor drivers are difficult to date. They're very complicated. They plow over your feelings. It's a feline pet at a brothel. Eric. A cat house house cat. 
Yes, exactly. That's why you wanted a brothel, right? The cat. Where's your brothel cat? If on your way home from shopping for Seder, your car breaks down on a road crossing above the highway, you might have to have this. Abbott. A Passover overpass. Yes! Because the 11th plague is rush hour traffic. If you collect the works of Dino, Frank, Sammy, Joey, and Peter, you might be this. Eric. A rat pack pack rat. Exactly. It's a long-awaited second attempt. Yep, it just got harder. (laughs) A long-awaited second attempt. Abit. An overdue redo. Sorry, overdue, do over. Yes! Taught myself. Yeah. (laughs) It's interesting that you did a do-over on your own answer. On purpose. You made it. It's a wine often served with sea bass at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. Eric. A White House house white. Exactly. This is your last clue. It's a new card game invented by the voice of Kung Fu Panda. Abbott. Uh, Black Jack, Jack Black. Exactly, you are correct. Puzzle guru, how did these geniuses do? They were so evenly matched, it's a tie. Oh boy. Here is your tiebreaker. It's a movie blooper which involves bringing home Chinese food for dinner. Eric. A takeout outtake. That's correct. Well done. Eric, you're moving on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. Let's welcome back Jonathan Adler. Jonathan, did you get a chance to scope out our green room? Gorgeous. Yes? Really? Do you have Um, any suggestions? No, not really, actually. Yeah. (laughs) It needs work. We'll talk. I'll pray. It's an I'll pray show chitty chat we'll have. (laughs) It needs work. Um, What's your number one design tip for, let's say, a small space? God, you're putting me on the spot. I'd say my number one design tip is just follow your heart, ignore any rules, wear white after Labor Day, and just have an... (laughs) F it attitude. So your husband, Simon Doonan, who is also the creative ambassador at large for the department store Barney's, was a guest on our show. Yes. And he aced his Ask Me Another Challenge. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's on. Bring okay. it. Did, uh, did he give you any tips or um, advice? No, he would probably just give me negative tips because he wants to win and beat me. So oh, we'll see. okay. So it's on, Simon Doonan. <laughs> Let's do this. So you wrote a book called Happy Chic Colors, and in it you coined the word chambeige, mm-hmm. which is a color I plan to drink right after the show. <laughs> so it's safe to say you know your colors. I think so. Okay, well, we're going to find out, because this quiz is about the stories behind the colors. Yes, where they come from, where they get their names, what color we should paint our living room, perhaps chambeige. We'll find out. And if you get enough questions right, Sophie Keem 
of Evanston, Illinois, is going to win a special Ask Me Another prize. Okay. So the stakes are high. I'm puce with anticipation. (laughs) (laughs) The desert-dwelling animal that gives this color its name also gives its hair to make overcoats. Camel? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Now, what is the difference between camel and chambage? Chambage is a little fizzier than camel. It's like camel with a <laughs> splash of champagne. Hence right. chambage. So it's sort of like a, uh, a camel who's been covered in sparkles kind of thing? Yes. Okay. A soused camel. The terrible brunch drink, by the way. <laughs> but you never have to pee. No, that's right. <laughs> you can drink a thousand of them. This secondary color got its name from the ancient Sanskrit word for a specific fruit tree, but it was not until the 1500s that the word was used to refer to the color. I can't even understand the question. (laughs) I have no idea. A color that was named after a fruit. (laughs) Persimmon? The most obvious color that was named after a fruit. Orange. Yeah! That is one of your top colors, right? It is, orange? yeah. Sorry, orange. <laughs> Sorry. You think you should put orange almost everywhere? Would you say, like, that's just a I, good introductory... Yeah, I think orange is the color of sunshine, and I think, you know, it's impossible not to feel optimistic if you're surrounded by orange. Yeah. I love orange. It's like California optimism equals orange. Ah, uh, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the movie Death Proof... Quentin Tarantino declares that it's the only liquor so good they named a color after it. What French herb-infused liqueur is he talking about? I have a hint. Your powder room wallpaper is this color, I hear. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chartreuse. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Art. I don't want Simon to go home and gloat tonight, so I'm, gonna, I'm bringing my A-game to the next question. This tint is most often associated with hair color and is named after the 16th century Italian artist born Tiziano Vecellio, but he's better known by one name. Titian. Yes. Woo. And for those who don't know, what color is Titian? Red. Yeah, it's red. Titian red. Yeah, I didn't know that. I barely knew it. I'm calling all my old art history days to... <laughs> right, because that uh, artist painted all these women with red hair. He loved the gingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this color, which is very similar to magenta, is named for a genus of flowering plant, which in turn was named for a 16th century German botanist. <laughs> Just think about all the botanists you know. Limit it, <laughs> limit it to German botanists. No, no. Cut out everyone before and after the 16th century, and you've got your answer. Wait, this is a 16th century botanist, not a 15th century botanist. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry, 16th. Oh, then, all right, wait. 16th. Let me rethink this, because I was uh, thinking 15th century. Let me just read the first part of the question again. Yeah. <laughs> this color, which is very similar to magenta. And everyone wore it in the 80s. Um, and uh, the botanist's name was Leonhard Fuchs. Oh, I was going to go with Fuchsia. Fuchsia, yeah. That was, but I Fuchsia, just, yeah. Yes. But I, again, I was, I was still on the 15th century, so forgive I know. me. Totally. Right, right. I understand. Only seven more questions. 
No. On the periodic table, element number 27 is... No. Uh, <laughs> on the periodic table, element number 27 has been used since ancient Egyptian times to color glass. Name the element, and you've named this shade of blue. Cobalt. Yes, exactly. All right, this is your last clue. Coined by its teenage inventor in the 1800s, this word was created to name the world's first synthetic dye. It was named after the mallow plant's purplish flower. (laughs) Uh... Art? (laughs) I believe you've said you would never, ever embrace this color. Mauve. Oh, yes, mauve. Thumbs down, mauve. All right, Art, how did Jonathan Adler do? Uh, It took a village, but he won. (laughs) Jonathan, you and Sophie will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. I know, it's very colorful. It has all the colors we covered. Yes. Or just some of them. Another huge hand for Jonathan Adler. Thank you. Now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from brevity is the soul of wit, Ryan Confer. From indigenous diligence, Haley Siller. From wait, wait, don't tell me what to do, Randy Morris. And from homophones to phone home about Eric Feinstein. I'm going to ask our puzzle guru, Archung, to take us out. I'd be happy to, Afira. Contestants, this final round is called Colorful Names. In honor of Jonathan Adler's Happy She Colors, every answer is going to be a famous person or fictional character who has a color in their name. For example, if I said she's the fairy tale character who befriends seven dwarves, the answer would obviously be Snow White. And yes, for this round, black and white are colors, so please don't email me. (laughs) And contestants, here's a hint. The color may be in the first or last name of the answer. We're going to play the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You'll only have a few seconds to give me the answer. And the last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. Here we go. Ryan, she's the fictional heroine of Gone with the Wind. Scarlett O'Hara. That's right. Hallie. Amazingly, he's still the lead singer of the rock band Guns N' Roses. Ian White? No, I'm sorry. Randy, same question. He's still the lead singer of the rock band Guns N' Roses. Don't have it. No. We're quickly losing contestants. Eric. Uh, Axel Rose. Axel Rose is correct. I'm sorry. Thank you, Hallie and Randy. We are quickly down to two players, Ryan and Eric. Ryan, she was Popeye the Sailor Man's love interest. Olive oil? That is correct. (laughs) Eric, she turns the letters on Wheel of Fortune. Vanna White. That is correct. (laughs) Ryan, this singer was known as the godfather of soul. James Brown. James Brown, you got it. Eric, he's the fictional news anchor played by Will Ferrell in Anchorman. Ron Burgundy. You got it. 
Ryan. This actress played Baby in Dirty Dancing. Three seconds. I don't know. I'm sorry. Eric, if you know the answer, you're our winner. Uh, Jennifer Grey. That's right. Well, congratulations, Eric. You're our Ask Me Another Big winner, and you win tea for two with Jonathan Adler at Adler Headquarters, a.k.a. his Fantasy Factory. So enjoy. And that's our show. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're listening at home and would like to be a contestant on our show, just find us on Facebook or Twitter. Look around for NPR Ask Me Another, and you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Narc Thug. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Thou jolt a cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Matthew Foster, Roderick Kimball, Josiah Madigan, Jess Miller, and Jim Newman. Ask Me Another is produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogeson. So Jig Honors. John Asante. Hat, no jeans. And Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. Along with Portia robertson Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Paul Ruest, Noriko Okabe, and David Hurtkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. NCYW. I'm Harite Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. On the next Ask Me Another, I talk to Anna Klumsky from HBO's Veep about why she decided to get back into acting. I, I was getting my nails done, and Roberta Flack was there, and I met her, and she was like, you should go back in. And I was like, I'm done. And she gave me this look, like, honey. Join me, Ophira Eisberg and Anna Klumsky on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. Trivia.